everybody. Here we are again in the bunker for another episode of Mechachine. I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And yes, Mechachine is back for another episode, your bi-weekly podcast to dish and discuss and dissect all things gay and geeky from a queer perspective. <sighs> That's all I got. I'm just exhausted. Yeah, exasperated. All of it. It is a mess. It's a mess to see y'all out here trying to party with no mask and all that other stuff. We are not out of it yet, y'all. We're not out of it yet. So, you know, be mindful of that. Be mindful of others. Um, I know a lot of y'all are, you know, also horny too. So I've been seeing y'all either upgrading a lot of your social medias or you're out here still trying to hook up. Again, be cautious. That's all I can tell you. I know y'all want to get your little dick wet, but be cautious. (laughs) Or at least have a couple of people that you already know. Don't be going out here getting new folks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's my other message because I had some friends talk about they just can't take it anymore, and they're gonna go on, you know, go on the apps and get their get their folks together. And so I'm like, no, we can't do that. We can't we can't go on the apps. Nope. You should have found your first your your two mains and take them offline. But yep, you know, trying to get these people to stop the madness, especially us gays. Did you see? All those gays at Fire Island. All those white gays, you mean, at Fire Island? Mm-hmm. First of all, Fire Island to me sounds like those exclusive, those circuit parties that they have, like on Mykonos or whatever the fuck, uh, gay cruises. And I'm already like, oh, okay. And it always looks like it the same Abercrombie and Fitch gays that go there so I'm already like why would I go but yeah I saw them faggots there doing God knows what Um, I'm I'm just like of course they would of course they would fucking go there and of course you niggas would go down to Atlanta and I saw them clubs as as the shoulders, and then y'all fighting in there. I'm like, y'all could have fought at the house, to be completely honest. But you know, niggas. Yeah, it is way too much. Yeah, I saw all those videos. And I'm like, y'all, it's not that deep. Um, maybe I've I've slowly become a recluse because I'm like, I never really went out that much anyway. But I also didn't want to. <sighs> sit here and I'm not going to go out and risk my life for, you know, a cocktail. I can take that same, go to the liquor store and make that same cocktail at home and watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. So what's been going on with you? Well, nothing much. Um, still working on my book. That's been occupying time in a, in a good way. So that's been fun. Um, and just trying to, 
make it day by day. I mean, the gym opened up, so that's been a healthy thing. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I'm going through that, you know, you lost some weight, so now you want to show off a little bit phase. And so <laughs> going through a little bit of that, a bit enjoying that I can wear certain things now, you know, be, you know, try not to be too fast, but give that illusion of fast, if that's what uh -huh. you can do. And um, yeah, just trying to hope for the best. We had a spike here in Los Angeles. Yeah, so hoping people quit trying to be seen at the, at the local club, um, but they shut all that stuff down. So it was like, since they basically told us the Californians that you can't behave, we shut all that back down. So there's been arguments between like, why the gym's still open? I'm like, because we, 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 we know what's up. We don't need to go to the bar and risk everybody's life. And plus, you can't even get into the gym if you ain't got no mask. If you don't have a mask, they ain't let you in. And they check, your, they check your temperature. So it's like there's a little bit of, you know, some sense of gate before you even get in there and cause any trouble. But, uh -huh. you, know, it's, you know, things are, are good, for, I guess, however you want to call it, survival <laughs> to a degree. But how about yourself? all right so i'm about to go on a, a few rants here i have been in a pissy ass mood number one like you said you motherfuckers here going on vacations and whatnot like we still don't have a fucking virus that we're dealing with that's still out of control and not only going on vacation but going to florida of all places like, I, I, I can't fathom that, like, going to, going to a, on a vacation, much less the fucking Florida, number one. Number two, I am getting very, um, what's the word? Not intimidated, but uh, I'm just, I have been looking forward to job since oh i don't know maybe february when i was still on tour and still haven't found anything yet i see a, a lot of people oh i'm getting a promotion this oh i'm getting a job for this and i'm getting nothing not even a fucking call back not even a oh uh, a go to hell email, nothing. I, I'm just, I'm really pissed off about everything right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it just, it, it almost feels like we just can't get out of this, this hole that we're in right now. Right. And it also feels like people are not even trying to get, a, you know, to get out of the hole. The government ain't doing, and then the people are not doing well. Mm hmm. I'm just like, goodness, what, what something has to give. And I hope it's not our lives. Like, no, I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do. I honestly, I do not want to live in this country anymore. If I had the opportunity and the chance, I would move out quickly and I would not come back. Where would you go? Like, what would be the place? that you will go if you could, if you can just go anywhere? Probably Norway. Um, somewhere over there. 
Because the, the United States ain't there. It's ghetto ass country. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, our country is. It's interesting because Rona, if you didn't think our country was great, Rona kind of exposed the truth about mm-hmm. our country. Um, from the people to the government to the way things are done, the fact that money is the reason why a lot of these places reopened and it didn't do any good after because it just made it worse. I'm like, what do you want? Do you want to have a great economy or you want to have the people who will fuel that economy? Uh, and you chose the economy, which didn't work because everything ended up going right back down to close or people are too sick to go out or people can't come into work. Mm-hmm. So this is where we are. And it's like, you know, Florida. Oh, my God, Florida. <laughs> I, I just can't. I just cannot when it comes to Florida. Yeah. I, them idiots. I, I don't get it. I really do not get it. That these fucking people are so selfish that they can't wear a fucking mask 15 minutes while they're getting their, mac- their craft macaroni and cheese and their hot dogs and, you know, their Mountain Dew. They're just so fucking selfish that they can't fucking do that. But they would rather send their kids to school. Like, I saw a, a post that teachers are actively filling out their their wills just in case that they die. Like, is this what we come down to? And Betsy DeVos, stupid ass, she's like, oh, um, if we open up schools in the fall, then a, a 0.12% of kids would be uh, exposed. And I think that's like 14,000. And I'm like, bitch, are you serious? You willing to sacrifice 14,000 kids just to say that, that you... Oh, that we opened up the schools? Bitch, fuck you. Fuck you and your whole entire family. I'm I'm just so irritated about every fucking thing. Yeah, because we're seeing how this administration is just if this like I was I was just saying this to someone the other day, if this doesn't wake up people to realize that we cannot ever go back to anything like this. We cannot ever go back to a candidate, a person, the people they pick. We cannot go through anything like this. Um, which is why I, I keep, I will always keep stressing that y'all have to get out there and vote, not only just for a president, but for everybody else, because we're not gonna ever get anywhere if this is, if this is what we end up getting again. We can never go back to this. I'm just, uh, this country is a piece of shit, and it will always be a piece of shit. And we always knew that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. part. But let's, let's, let's switch the mood a little bit. You know, let's talk about what's been happening in the streets. Um, there has been, there's been a lot of interesting news in the last couple of weeks, um, especially over here in the the CW. Um, before we get get to that part, um, just the interesting thing is we're. I think we're going to lose DC Direct. I think that is about to go. DC Direct or DC Universe? Uh, universe. I keep. I, I call it Direct. I'm thinking of Direct TV, but um, I think that's going to go because a lot of the shows are moving over to HBO Max. 
um, you can still watch a lot of the animated stuff on either Hulu or um, Amazon Prime. And I think it, it's going to be gone because they, they've moved some of the shows to other places now. That's true. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, the DC animated movies are available on HBO Max. So, yeah. And speaking of HBO Max, have you watched Legendary? I am late on it because they have not put it on our television yet. It's on our computer, so we can't watch it. We can't, like, pick it on our thing on TV. Um, but, no, I have not watched it. How, how, what is that like? Because I keep seeing so many clips in here, and people really is okay. So, um, Legendary is like um, America's Best Dance Crew, except all of the houses are gay. Or queer, I said. Um, I think they started off with eight houses, and um, one uh, house, uh, one hundred thousand dollars. Like they actually, they wrapped up the season, so it was already finished. Uh, what I have, there's a few things that I have issues with. Um, number one, the house of Ebony, the house mother is a white woman and i'm like oh so we're just doing affirmative action over here aren't we and uh, number two uh the house of ninja is comprised of completely of cisgendered women and i'm like a straight cisgender women at that and i'm like okay um there's this whole thing that when it comes to queer culture, specifically when it's, when it comes from black and brown people, that everybody wants to have a piece of it. You know, we can never just have something that is ours. Otherwise, we looked at or viewed up as, oh, y'all don't want to share or, you know, some kind of negative as connotation. And then when it gets reached to the masses, it gets homogenized. It gets, it gets to somewhere where it's not in its authentic form or its original form. And that irritates the shit out of me. You know, straight people want to have uh, access to gay culture, but they don't want to give props to gay culture. White gays want to do the same when it comes to black culture. And it's just like, we can't have shit to our fucking selves at all. And it's irritating. Oh, Lord, I didn't know it was that. I didn't know it was like that. I, didn't, I, was, I thought it was just like houses and that were still around and well known, but I didn't know it was this. Now well, yeah, well, they have like um, House of uh, St. Laurent, you know, uh, Octavia. St. Laurent came from the house. They have the House of Beaumain, the House of uh, Gucci, House of West, House of Ebony, House of uh, Ninja, um, House of Escada. Uh, there's another a couple of, like House of Lavan. Um, so I don't have an issue necessarily with the houses, well, with some of the houses, I also have it. Uh, there's an issue with the judges. So, Laomi Maldonado, 
she's from ballroom. She is uh, known for her dips. She perfected the 360. Uh, she was on America's Best Dance Crew um, when Vogue Evolution was on there. She, to me, is the only qualified person on that judging table. She had, there's uh, Megan the Stallion. I don't know why the fuck Megan is there. Megan doesn't, she doesn't have any expertise when it comes to ballroom. She's just there just to have, be a face mm-hmm. and to usher in, you know, like a sh- straight audience. Um, there's a uh, La Roche. Uh, he's a stylist. But he, my issue with law is that it's okay to be a bitch just as long as your critiques are constructive. You know, don't be like, don't be a bitch just to be a bitch, you know? It just seems like he's just mean for no damn reason. And that's not cute. And that whole bitchy fag thing, y'all need to drop that shit. Then there's, um, what's her name? Uh, Jamila, she's uh, a judge on there. And I'm like, why is she even on here? The only reason that she probably got a, a seat at the judge's table is because she's executive producer of the show. And the gag is that they, somebody, they stole this, whole idea of a ballroom competition from somebody i'll post it in the show notes but yeah this whole legendary thing is not new somebody had actually had the idea and i forgot the guy's name when he went to um like shop it around to get it picked up there was like oh there's too many uh, gay uh shows that feature uh, black and brown people on it already. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? There's only one that features ballroom and that's Pose and ballroom is not the, it's not the whole whole show was what that's about, you know what I mean? So it's just like, we can't have shit. And all of these straight people in these queer spaces irritates me because most of y'all are nothing but cultural vultures, and that shit is out. And they had these different uh, straight judges, like they had Tyrese, uh, t- not Tyrese, but Tyson Beckford. They had Willow. Uh, what's the one? Uh, Winnie, Winnie Harlow, that model. Um, Tamar Braxton, what her Muppet looking ass? I'm like, <sighs> it's just fucking irritating. So, yeah. However, I do enjoy the performances. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear more about. Um, I, th- I feel like they're doing this to be mainstream. I mean, especially when you think about um, Tamar has had some issues with us, but things she has said, even, you know, everybody reserves some redemption, but I was like, they could have probably thought of that a little bit more, or they could have just kept it. I mean, again, this could have been like indie-ish where it's still people that we know within the community and what have you. It's almost like they're trying to be another drag race to a degree or like a, another dimension of that. So I just, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna check it out just to see and all that stuff. But yeah, I didn't know they was they had all these other people involved or this 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 story about where the show really came from and what have you. So that's interesting because it could have been all just nothing but the true houses. I, mean, I don't want to say they are not true houses. Some of the ones that you talked about, but could have just had it done a little bit differently. Um, but you know, it's it's a popular show, and I guess they knew they wanted to have that bigger audience, even though they would have had an audience in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you don't have to play it up to a straight audience, you know? Either they're going to get it, or they're not going to get it. You know, it's not for them. This, like, at, at a center, ballroom was for brown and black queer people. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just over the whole, we have to make way for everybody to be accepted in our space when you all didn't extend the same courtesy to us and you all being straight people. <sighs> but anyway, so, I digress. You <laughs> So let's get into um, the fact that, speaking of DC, um, they have really been hitting some some interesting things lately. Um, um, as y'all knew, Ruby Rose left Batwoman, the show, uh, months ago due to um, somewhat still unknown reasons, but they have decided to hire um, Javica, and I'm saying her name wrong, is it Javica Leslie, um, to who play the new role. Her role will be Ryan Wilder, and she will be a new um, Batwoman. And she's Black. <laughs> Not only is she Black, she's bisexual, too. So, I mean, check both of those off. And I, she is gorgeous, number one. Yeah, number she- two, she's already worked with uh, Greg Berlanti as far as... Um, in his whole production, she was in uh, God Friended Me. Yeah. So I'm excited where they take this. I hope that they kind of just scratch that first season off and, you know, do a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, like season one never happened. Yeah. I mean, they had crisis. They can use the crisis as a way of changing things around or what have you. They can do something like that. Um, so, th- you know, this is going to be an interesting thing. And the way they have described her is um, she's likable, messy, and a little goofy and untamed. So that is how um, Ryan Wilder will be introduced or how she'll be known. Um, as you were saying, I mean, she has, I love the hair. I love the entire look. She has that She's like she's been working out for the role, so she's gonna give us some stuff. I didn't see a lot of pushback because you know how people can be, and, and everybody's at home. <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there was a few things like why she has to be this. We're like, I don't know why are these comic book characters, but um, <laughs> it's the fact that didn't see a lot of pushback, and I was I was I was a little surprised. I just hope there are black people in the writing room. You know, um, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> I, I really, 
Because one thing sometimes CW would do is when they have us, they have to have, we always in a struggle or it's always some crime. I mean, I understand like Black Lightning is set in that type of situation, but I always feel like we don't always have to be. So, you know, like Black Lightning is really great and they do have Black writers um, on that one, but I do hope that they will have Black writers on this. And, you know, we'll have a show about Black writers and all that stuff coming up soon, but I do want to make sure that if you're going to have a Black lead, there need to be black people in it because there has, you know, there's been some ex some interesting stories of like these shows that may have a black lead or what have you or more black people in it, but there's no black people in the writers room. <laughs> so I'm like, how does that work? Like, how do you have a show that is like half black or half people of color and you don't have people of color in the writers room? Right. But yeah, we, we're going to check it out. We're going to see how this goes. I, I, I want to see what her costume will look like. You know, there was somebody like, well, she, how's she going to pull that hair in there? I was like, you don't need to worry about that. Um, that girl had a lot of hair. Right. <laughs> Why don't they just, uh, maybe she can have that, uh, all that natural hair underneath that mask. True. And plus, what you call was wearing a wig when she didn't have to. Cause, uh, right. That ugly wig. <laughs> That was, yeah, that, that's a special wig. But um, yeah, so we said so we don't need to, let's not get all too caught up in the little things that don't matter. Let's just see that she can play this role and then see if they really take this to a new level because there's a lot of things they can do. And speaking of which, um, they are trying to put out another, another show about the Gotham cops. And so... I'm just, we, are they not reading the room? Are they not seeing that we don't, right now, this is not the time to add another cop show out here, no more propaganda type of TV show out here. Mm -hmm. Especially, I, we, just like, had, we just had Gotham for what, five years? I thought it was, yeah, five, six, something like that. Mm -hmm. Gotham wasn't that bad. It had its moments. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because the way they were, I mean, I like when Jada was there, when she was Fish Mooney. Um, it was interesting how they were doing the, the Catwoman, because that little girl looked like Catwoman. <laughs> she looked like Michelle Pfeiffer. She did. I was she like, did. She really did. And I was like, okay. And with the way they was introducing Ivy, I was like, y'all, okay, y'all doing a lot of this. Y'all doing Gotham High. That's what I felt like y'all was doing Gotham High for the, for the broke kids. Like, it felt like that. It was like, we don't have to do it. We don't have to do this. Um, and then they had already had a spinoff of Alfred, which I did not watch. But I don't think we need another cop show. I think they just need to just, let's just do the few that you do have. Well, how about they focus on other folks like uh, I don't know Wonder Woman she is the only one of the big three that doesn't have some type of universe um, and this is the perfect time because even Titans is still something of Batman um, mm -hmm. so I'm just like, can we get another universe can we get a Wonder Woman universe can can we have one when she was young or when or something on one on Donna Wonder Girl or something like that we don't really need to keep going down the bat rat 
<laughs> we don't need to keep going down that road and we just, we can just let that go but again it was just something it's not completely in development or it's just something they just put out there but we don't need another cop show i don't really care about the cops we i just don't i was uh it's funny you should say a background of one to one because i was watching the challenge of the super friends and there was one episode where they had a, a the Legion of Doom went back in time to to steal certain things or make it seem as if the uh, three of the super friends didn't become super friends, and one of them being Wonder Woman. And Cheetah had uh, gotten the mantle of being Wonder Woman, and that reminded me of what that triggered a memory, and I was like, hmm. They could do something like that, you know. They they can uh, introduce Nubia, you know. They have the world is there. It's just and the audience is there. They just don't want to do it. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that um, because that particular when I saw that as a kid, little kid, I didn't process it correctly. So I always thought that Cheetah was the Amazon that lost to her. I thought that. Mm-hmm. I used to think that Cheetah was an Amazon and she was second place. And that's why she became Cheetah. So I always thought, and I, I told Phil this, and Phil Jimenez thought, he was like, that's a interesting, that's a, he said, that's a good concept, actually. But um, I always thought that Cheetah was the other woman that she beat to be Wonder Woman. And, and, and I've always stuck with that for years. It wasn't until I was 14 I realized that was not the case. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh. But I thought that Cheetah was the other one that she beat. Like that was like she was the number two. Um, uh-huh. But no, I, I love that episode because it was that was a fun one. I mean, they are short, really. Like they I used to think they were hour long, but they're not. But you know, okay. When I was a kid, that was like woo. But you know, I look back at that that one, and if you ever get a chance, Google the one where they fought the women of Atlantis. That's when you saw all the Wonder Woman, like you saw what the Amazons can do. It was like a battle between mm-hmm. the women and uh, I guess the Amazons of Atlantis. Um, so that was really good. So I would say- My favorite the- one is when they all die. Oh, that was- I don't, I don't know that is morbid. <laughs> I know that is morbid as fuck, but like the you start out with uh, them at the at Batman's um, grave and then everybody starts getting picked off one by one. I was like, oh, I, I remember when I was younger, when Wonder Woman died, I cried. I was like, oh my God, what are they gonna do now? And then Robin was like, we just can't wait here while they pick us off. And he started getting all dramatic and stuff, you know, Casey Kasem uh, with that voice. Um, it was, that was my favorite episode. I might need to start watching those again. I mean, I've, mostly on YouTube, but I wanna see if they're on the things, I don't have to watch those. But yeah, that, that particular one, that was a rough one, and they they were they was going through some capers. Like that was the one they they went to Oz. <laughs> there was a lot that they yeah through. Wonder Woman was like this lion woman. Uh, yeah, it was just a lot with it. But you know, between her and Cheetah, those were some moments because you know they always had their little one lines and everything else. And I'm like, Cheetah, what can you really do? Like, can you fight? Like, I always I was I, I guess back then. <laughs> I mean, that's why they had to beef her up when George Perez took over and brought them back in the 80s and he made her more, like, 
it was like an African like God, plant God that gave her her power. But um, mm-hmm. the uh, the old versions, the old versions of Cheetah, she was just a jealous rich woman who had um, a, a disability, mental disability, and it was like more of another uh, what's that word? Like another personality. She had a, another. Uh, she was a. Um, a sp- I was gonna say split personality, but I know what you're saying. I, yeah. It just left my mind. I can't think I'm of like the proper that. word for it. But <laughs> yeah, Priscilla Rich was her name, and she, you know, she was jealous of Wonder Woman. That jealousy sparked over this other personality, and it became the cheetah. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then later was her niece, who was kidnapped by a, a group called Cobra <laughs> that turned her into the other cheetah. And then we had the cheetah we have now. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's history of cheetah. But um, and you'll probably, we'll probably hear a lot about that as the movie comes closer to me, you know, since it's coming out in what, sep- it's coming out like in well, August, September. I keep forgetting when Wonder Woman's coming out, but it's coming out this year. <laughs> we know that. Well, didn't it, suppo- it was supposed to come out, what, in February? Yeah, it's supposed to have been out yeah, it's supposed to already be out, I thought. Been out. I don't know. I, I've lost track of when these movies are supposed to be <laughs> coming out and everything. I'm just like, well, y'all just tell us where and we'll be there. Because um, they may put it back in the theater only because a lot of places are doing drive-in now. Like, we have drive-ins all around Los Angeles now. Um, so we'll see, you know. They can still put it on HBO Max. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do that. And if they do that, I'm like, well, we already have the thing, so why? Yeah, I, I just, I, I'm definitely, I'm interested in seeing it. I think I saw a, uh, um, a picture of Kristen Wiig as, as Cheetah, and it looks more, it looks better than usual. I'm, st- I still. I'm still very apprehensive about her being Cheetah. Uh, and I still say they should have got a, a Latina to do a Cheetah. But, you know, whatever is whatever. We'll see when it comes out. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what that's going to be and what have you. But speaking of still our favorite superhero women, um, Storm is back in the limelight because... Janelle Monet wants to play her. Now, she can act. We've seen her in Moonlight. She's going to be in the upcoming Alabama, Alabama, uh, Alabama, Alabama movie. Um, she's already in, I think, uh, uh, a, a series that is on um, Amazon Prime. So she has the thing, but do, do you see it? Do you see it? Nope. <laughs> no, I do not see it. I love Janelle Monet. Do not get me wrong. However, no, I do not want her as Storm. I don't want her as Storm and Black Panther. I don't want Storm. Storm can carry a movie by herself. She doesn't need to be an add-on in Black Panther 2. We've already said the people that we want. We don't want Kiki Lane, uh, homegirl from American Gods, this already dark skinned black woman who can act that are more than capable of doing this role justice. So I love you, Janelle. You can do a song 
for a storm movie, <laughs> but I don't want you to. I don't want you doing the acting for storm in a movie. Yeah, I don't want. I don't see it. I don't see. It. I was trying to see it, but I don't see it. But like I said, the, the, like you were saying, the two women. You know, we would love to see those two women. I will still throw out there, um, Kiki. No, Tika Sumter. Um, oh yeah. I you know that's I just that's all I see. I can't see anybody else right now. Yeah, it, it, and that's okay. That is completely okay. There are other roles that she can do. However, for Storm, no. Yes. Absolutely not. I, I don't want to see that. So yeah, that was a very interesting thing to see. Um, but I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Um, and we already kind of talked about, you know, Rona and, and the fact that, you know, some of the gays went out here and just lost their minds and all that goodness. But again, we just want to just stress how it's important for us to be mindful of what's going on and making sure that we're safe. What I did not like about that whole coverage of the Fire Island people was the fact that they was, people's homophobia was showing, but also internalized homophobia was showing. Um, because they went, they just jumped straight to AIDS. It was like, you didn't learn anything from AIDS? And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, I see what you're trying to say, but let's not jump so on the deep end when it comes to stuff like that. But I, I saw some of that, and even some, some people was getting to a point where they were being just downright evil. And I was like, we could scold them, but we don't have to like come at them, come at it to a way where we're, we're attacking all of us that way. But I, I did notice, I don't know if you saw how people were responding, but they were getting to a point where it felt, you know, homophobic at times. And I was like, okay, y'all. I said, it, cause I was like, it wasn't just the gays out here. It's been straight folks, been no shade. Again, Florida. These straight, these straight college folks on the beach, going to Applebee's, all that stuff, having these who can catch Rona first parties. So. What? You didn't hear you about what? I, no, I heard about it. I heard about it. I'm like, these motherfuckers are wild. Absolutely wild. And y'all honestly just need y'all asses to be at this, at this point. With the state of the world right now, I am not engaging in some kind of healthy debate i'm just gonna knock your motherfucking head off like you know you know fucking better and yet you gonna do these rona parties and whatever the fuck just because you are inconvenienced let's get think one thing straight the economy is not shut down you know you still paying your bills you still ordering shit on amazon so this whole oh we have to uh we have to open up the economy eh. like no it always fucking been a fucking open it's not a a damn Seven Eleven <laughs> I'm just like why are people I, it's become so crazy then I think like it's making me crazy as far as doing the right thing you know what I mean like. All these people are going on vacations and whatnot. And I'm like, well, shit, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm staying my black ass at home. Like, I mean, 
I've been like, there's some, you can, there's, I know people going to Vegas and from here they're going to Vegas. And I'm like, and I've seen some of those pictures where, you know, and they, even in Vegas, they have been, you know, very, very, very cautious. Um, and I'm like, okay, I guess y'all can do that. I mean, Vegas is not that far. Or they're going to Catalina and they all wear their masks. But there's been a lot of places, a lot of people I'm seeing on Instagram, even on Twitter, with no mask up here just acting like, because I'm like, is that from last year? I'm like, I've been a little shady with someone like, is that from last year? Because there is no mask in sight. Um, Especially if you're in the southern states. I'm like, no shade to the southern states, but (laughs) you can't go down there without expecting why is Mexico more apt, better apt than this than everybody else right now? That's what's so funny. And I'm mad because basically they said to everybody, um, y'all can't come over here. It's funny. They might build a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they told, it was like, um, y'all can't come over here. Nope. It's low over here. Y'all can't come over here. It's That's funny cool. where I thought there was something I saw um, last week that Estonia had like 13 cases. The whole country had 13 cases versus Florida, 15,000, like in one day. <sighs> it's, it just, just doesn't make any sense. It really don't. It really don't. Um, so again, y'all, y'all need to keep, keep remembering we're still in the middle of this. Our government has let us down. Your friends are letting you down, so y'all might want to be checking on your friends as well. Um, but before we, you know, kind of tie this up, did you know, we can talk about this a little bit, this is the 20th anniversary of the first X-Men movie. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I did not know that. Uh, yay, I guess, maybe. True. We, we might, we might have a bonus show with, we might have, we might have to get some guests and sit down and just kind of talk through this movie because 20 years ago, that movie came out and it literally changed the game. It changed the game to where we start getting more superhero movies, but we're going to have to talk about that a little bit more, a little bit more because it's just like, wow. A lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, uh, what's his name? Brian Singer's could have fell having ass was the director. Um, yeah, we might have to do a, a special episode about the 20th anniversary of uh, X-Men. And like you said, have a, a special guest with two. Because we see us reminisce. Because there's just so much... I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rewatch it. It's on pretty much all the all the apps right now. So I'm gonna yeah. I have to rewatch it myself. It's just like I have a voice back in it, but it, but looking back, like I uh, even though Brian Singer didn't work that much on the third one, you can tell he had his hand in it. Like you can tell when Brian Singer has a hand in it because he will hire cute Twinkie looking boys to play roles. Um, mm-hmm. for example, Angel who really had nothing to do in the entire movie. <laughs> in both movies, to be honest with you. Because you remember know, he brought Angel back in uh, Apocalypse. And the nigga that dies in a fucking plane crash. 
and he has fucking wings. Yes, I remember. But he was just a good-looking boy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, okay, okay. You know, I wish I had the... No, I don't want that power to where you just... You making those type of vanity calls. You know, it's like, oh, I'm hiring this dude because he's cute. There's no real reason why he's in this movie. <laughs> it, it just... It just doesn't make sense. But yeah, we're gonna have to really look relook at this movie just to get an idea of the madness that it was. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that we need to discuss? No, that is pretty much it. That is pretty much it. We can wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a short episode this week. No uh King Sats issue. So like always, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Megastream1. I'm at IamNikkiP09. Victor's at WonderMan5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at Megastream, on Facebook at Megastream. Visit our website of the podoftheshame.com. Uh, let's see. Anything else before we get up out of here? Wear a mask. Yes. Wear a fucking mask. And if you do not have a mask, get in contact with me. I can get a mask to you. Just don't. Yeah, don't be stupid out here. All right. Well, we'll see y'all very soon. And also, yeah, we'll probably end up talking about the X-Men, so get ready for that. Bye, y'all.